This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Today on Inside Supercars, three rookies had their debut at Newcastle, and we hear what they learnt from the experience. Yeah, it was a little bit different to start with, but I'm really finding my feet within the team, and they've just been amazing. They've just made me feel so welcome. Two long 250k races and um, thankfully we've got through it and we got a straight race car. I think I just got a bit of food poisoning from the day before. It's our look at the law firm of Fraser Hill and Payne as we kick off the rookie season series and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars. It was a very big weekend for Craig and myself at Newcastle, but for some others, it was even bigger. Welcome to the show, Declan Fraser, after your debut in the main game. Well, it was you, of course, you've driven Bathurst and things like that, but it was your entree as a single driver entry. Welcome on board. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back. It's um, been a massive week and massive months, really, leading up to it, so it's... Um, Pretty cool to come out the other side of it now and, and reflect on it all. What we're wanting to talk about is, uh, and we're going to be talking to you right through the year and after every round, is your experience as a rookie. Now, I'm happy to be the opinion. No one else has argued with me yet, but I think that the rookie field of 2023 is probably the best in 10 years. And we've actually got what, what we jokingly can call a legal firm because it's Fraser, Hill and Payne. Uh, it's a specialist in law, you know. Yeah, I think, um, it, it, like like you said, it's pretty cool to have um to have Maddie Payne and Cam Hill and myself move up into the series this year, and we um all fought it out pretty hard in Super Two last year. So it's going to be no different this year, but hopefully we can stick it to the guys inside that top ten as well. And um, yeah, it's a pretty funny sounding law firm name, but we'll we'll roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Craig and I have listened for many years. Um, I can remember being at the launch of the Conica Series back at uh, Adelaide in 2020, I think it was, and uh, vividly remember. And we've heard over many times, over many years, and seven of guys, of course, are in there. The uh, Brock Feeney's, Tom Randall's, Mark Winterbottom's, Cam, uh, Cam Waters, all of them, of course. Uh, they know that experience, and that is, it's a tougher game. It's a big jump up from going from the development series to the main game. You tell us that because you actually lived it. We've just not heard it. Yeah, it's, um, it is a massive step up. The um, Not only just the on-track stuff and going from a 12-lap race to a 95-lap race, it's the 
it's all the in-betweens from outside the car. You've got so much media to do. You've got store appearances. You've got signing sessions. You've, um, you, your tents normally packed out the back with fans that want to want to see you and get your autograph and your photo. So there's a lot of stuff outside the car that is so much different to what we have in Super 2. But then you go to the racing and you've got such a different format of qualifying. The practice sessions are longer. You're, you're the you're the main attraction for the event, so your race is a lot longer. And for me, it was um, a massive learning curve the whole weekend, just sort of settling in and finding my feet and exactly how to prepare for each race and how to, yeah, how to basically go about my racing in a whole different way, really. One of the important aspects of your weekend, of course, is did you enjoy it? Oh, I absolutely loved it, yeah. It was, um, I think it was everything that I imagined it would be and, and a lot more. It was um, probably one of the most exciting times of my life. Back back last year, I made my debut with um, Lounsey as a as a driver in the series, but to make it as a solo driver in the Supercars series, it's um, it's really a dream come true, and you're never going to be able to relive that moment. Like, that weekend was, I guess, the start of my career, and, like, you're never going to be able to redo that, and um, looking back at it now, it was the in my life. One of the things, of course, where you are is, you know, it's a four-car team. There's a lot of people involved in it, and you've got your crew. Um I, the the focus comes on you. I mean, there you've got your race start, you're lined up. There's thousands of people lined up. And I know at Bathurst you would have seen those thousands of people. But it, it must be rather daunting in some ways because you've reached, you know, obviously this is not the pinnacle of your career because, you know, you're wanting to win a championship. And I know, and I think you're capable of doing it. But it must be sort of rather daunting in some ways that, oh, wow, I'm here. Yeah, it was, um, I guess, a bit of a a massive reality check actually when you're sort of getting on the grid and even when you're actually doing the grid walks and stuff and all the pre-race things and you've got people on the side screaming out to you and you've got all eyes on you and it's like you said it's a little bit daunting but at the same time it's actually a little bit encouraging that you've got so much more support now and people know who you are and they they're invested in your journey and they want you to do better and I think that's really exciting and for me it was a massive motivation going into the races and um, starting P24 wasn't where I wanted to start but to come through the race and finish 13th in my first ever race in the series was, um, was yeah, it was it, it was pretty surreal and to have everyone cheering me on the whole way, you can sort of get the atmosphere. It's actually pretty funny. I probably should have been looking at the road a bit more, especially down through the staircase considering how crazy it is down there but there was... Um, a young kid on the side as you turned into turn five that had a tradie shirt on that was cheering me on every single lap of the way. And he sort of caught my eye on the last couple of laps. And it was, I know it was like a little bit of motivation to keep going. It was pretty cool to see that um, I had that support from so many people there. I'm interested to find out from you, what was the biggest thing that you learned across the weekend? Because everything was so much bigger and longer than what you experienced in your previous racing career? Yeah, I think the biggest learning curve for me was just managing tyre degradation. And um, at Bathurst, with the older generation cars last year, the tyre deg wasn't it wasn't massive. Um, and then we come to Newcastle with a brand new generation in the Gen 3 car and um, soft tyres around Newcastle. It's uh, Yeah, it was a massive learning curve for me because... I haven't really had to do much in relationship to tyre deg and I think I learned so much off of the guys that were around me, especially in the practice session with the longer runs on how to manage that. And when we got to the race, it was actually pretty cool to sit down after the race and look back through 
my laps comparative to people like JC and Cam and Tom. And it took me the first stint to try and figure out how to manage the tyre. I had my engineer Stucky telling me what lap time to sit at consistently. And by the time I got to the end of the second stint and the start of the third stint, I actually started to match Cam, which was pretty cool. And if you look at the whole last stint, my, um, my times relative were him were pretty much within a tenth of each other for the whole entire last stint, and the tyre deg numbers were relatively the same. So um, I think I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help from my engineer, Stucky. He coached me the whole way through the stint. And, um, yeah, to look back at that on my first ever race in the main game, I think that was um, – it, it took a couple of laps, but we got there in the end, and it was pretty – yeah, it was a pretty big learning. Um, I, I know Chris Stucky pretty well. In fact, his, his brother plays in a band with my, uh, my son. But, um, um, yeah, Um, one of the things, of course, about Chris is that he's been in the game long enough and knows how to help someone like yourself as a rookie learning the game. Um, The the thing I I think that you're in a wonderful place for your intro, um, there is a good family atmosphere in uh, Trudy and Tim Edwards um, and, and the people there. I mean... I remember actually asking one of the girls, saying, what's with all this hugging going on? Oh, we're a family. We all love each other. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was... <laughs> yeah, like, it, like you said, it is a massive, massive family outfit, really. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Like, you come into the series and you're all nervous, but you've got so many people around you supporting you. And um, my family have been my biggest supporter my whole entire career, my mum, my dad, my sister, and to have um to have a team that supports me just as much as my family and makes me feel like a part of a big family it's um yeah it was it was a little bit a little bit different to start with but i'm really finding my feet within the team and they've just been amazing they've just made me feel so welcome and um taking the pressure off my shoulder really leading into the first round and just made me feel at home did you have your actual family there then I did, yep. So I had uh, my dad and my auntie all came out to support me, which was really cool. And to have them there the whole weekend, they were on the grid with me before each race. And we had a, a, a pretty cool moment before the race where we all sort of just stood there and looked at my car sitting on the grid with my name on it. And just like, holy, we've, we've all worked so hard for this and we've put our whole lives to make this happen. And, um, yeah, I think it was just a pretty cool little family moment that we shared and I think something that we'll all remember forever. Well, you're very right. And in fact, there's a TV, a radio show in Melbourne called Could Have Been Champions and they used to have a magic moment. And that's certainly one of those magic moments to be able to share that with them. And for, I'm sure they know you well enough that they would know how you were feeling at that, that time. Um, you would not have raced at all at the Grand Prix, am I correct? At the Grand Prix track? Uh, it's actually pretty funny. So I um I raced the TCR there the day that the world went into lockdown. So I haven't actually physically raced there. It was um when oh, I think I was just on the grid for race one, and we were sitting there all suited and booted, ready to go. And they all told us to get out of our cars and go back to the pits because uh, the world's no longer allowed to be free. <laughs> well. Um, I'm, I look forward to seeing you there and talking to you personally. Craig, unfortunately, uh, won't be coming, but uh, certainly inside supercars will be, and we'll be talking to you at the end of that weekend, and I'm sure it'll be another one, big one in the life of Declan Fraser. 
Thank you so much, Supercars. Yeah, will do. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you having me back on the show. I'll um, see you at see you at the Grand Prix and Craig. Hopefully, I get to see you soon. It's Sunday night on the Newcastle, the opening round of the championship, and uh, I'm here with uh, Cameron Hill. It's been a big weekend for you. Yeah, massive weekend. You know, my first solo uh, supercar round, and what a place to do it at a, a street track in here in Newcastle. Uh, two long 250k races, and um, thankfully we've got through it, and we've got a straight race car. Absolutely, that's a treasure in itself, because it's going to be used again in a couple of weeks' time. But there must have been some things that stood out in your mind. I mean, obviously a very different car. You'd driven the previous model uh, in a number of different guises, but what's a comparison from mm. what you had driven to this, your learning curve? Oh, look, you know, you, you definitely can feel the cars have less downforce and, you know, I think you have to really walk that tightrope. Um, you know, but I guess it's the same as the other cars, it's just that the, the grip level is less. So um, you just got to get your he head around how to maximise the car and the tyre with uh, the, the current configuration. Um, and But it's quite interesting, you know, the, the window of these cars is... I think quite sensitive. I think, you know, we saw a few guys who were really strong on Saturday in qualifying really struggled on Sunday, and it doesn't take much to sort of um, drop in or out of that window. I think we used to talk about at times that you're getting, you know that little toilet window somewhere up very yeah. high? That's what it becomes, the window, is yes. that's how big it is for the setup sort of thing. Yeah, in fact, yeah, when you look at the back what Erebus, they went through. Correct. So suddenly they weren't there. You've got a big advantage coming up because you really haven't driven the Grand Prix before, have you? You've done career Cup there. Uh, yeah, I did career Cup there a couple of times. Yeah. Um, not in the new layout, so that'll be cool to experience that for the first time. Okay. Um, but last time I was there, we had a good time. We, we won the race. That was the year they, they shut it down and we, oh, we all got right. told to go home in, oh, in yeah, 2020. Yeah. But uh, it's a really great event. Um, you know, it's a very fast-flowing circuit, so... Obviously, totally different to Newcastle. And and also, the thing that you won't have is a comparison with the old car versus the new one there. You no, just exactly. Got, I don't have any... That's any, right. I don't have any... It'll, know, be, it'll be very different to the Porsche. So, um, no, I guess I, I'll start there with a clean clean slate. And, um, you know, we'll, I've got an experienced teammate to bounce off as well. And so far, our paces uh, have been quite similar in, in you know, quality trim. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be good to work together and hopefully get our truck assist racing cars at the front. Well, I look forward to having a Sunday night at the Grand Prix with you and uh, go and have some rest and uh, take it easy and, and enjoy the next few weeks. Um, do you, will you get to the workshop before then or do you have a debrief on the phone? Um, I think we'll, have, we'll do a debrief. I'll just do that via Zoom. Um, and then we might even try squeeze a rookie test day in. Um, so I've just got to talk to the boys about that this week. Uh, it would be great to get a bit more seat time. All right. Thank you very much for joining us again on uh, Inside Supercars and we'll talk to you at, see you at the AGP. Thank you very much. Hey, we've got Matt Payne, driver of car 19. Is that correct, Mustang? Uh, yes, that's the one for Penrite Racing. Wonderful. Of course, you and your partner, Dave Reynolds, teammate, are carrying the uh, symbolic numbers for the growth or birth, rather, of Penrite, the major sponsor for your team, 1926. Yeah, that's the one. That's when um, that's when Penrite Oil was founded. So, it's um, yeah, it's quite quite cool actually. Both Craig and I have listened to the rookies for many years saying about oh it's such a giant jump you know from the Dunlop series to this main game and oh wow it's so incredible. We want your version because you're the one that's actually living it and uh, we'd like to hear about how it was for you. Yeah I think it's obviously like it's a it's a big step up in terms of just um, you know what, what kind of commitments you have during the day um, on the race weekend like 
I found myself almost, um, you know, flat out just going to different appearances and things like that. And, and it was, it was hard because like you, you're always so busy, you want a bit of time to relax. So, um, I think that's sort of the biggest difference in terms of, you know, like super two to, um, to sort of the main game aspect. I think like going out there and driving the race car is still the same thing. Um, like it doesn't really feel any different, but, um, like oh, obviously you got the crowds watching and you you're racing against all the other people, but um, that that sort of the the biggest thing for me was just how busy you are throughout the day. So um, it takes a, it takes up a lot of your time. In your years of racing, of course, you wouldn't have ever had the vast number of the size of the team would be one of the things that sort of not overwhelming, but it, it would impact on you that the, the number of people getting you out in the racetrack. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you sort of like go down to the workshop and see how many people are, are behind this program. Um, like it's pretty impressive and it certainly does, um, you know, put a little bit of pressure on yourself to you sort of think, oh, wow, all of these people are, are working together and working so hard to make sure that I have the best car I have out on the track. But um, you, when you're out there doing it, you, you don't as such think about those things. And um, But you, you are right, it's for sure. A little, There's a little bit of pressure there. So, um, yeah, you just gotta, kind of got to block it out. So Fantastic thing for you. Um, Stephen and Bretton Grove and themselves are, are terrific people, race drivers themselves. That's not their job. They built build a very large empire, shall we say. And you've got a, some terrific people uh, in your corner, you know, the likes of uh, David Couch and Grant McPherson. And having Dave Reynolds there is a measure for you. That sort of all made you feel as though all I can do is try and do my best? Yeah, 100%. And, it, and it's a lot like those guys are really good. You know, they, especially for the first round, they, they made it clear that that you know, I was just good to go out there and, and do my thing. And it definitely helps when you have professionals in the game that are as good as, you know, like Grant McPherson and, and David Couchy and things like that. And, and Dave's a really good teammate to have because he's been doing it for a very long time. So he, he knows the ins and outs of sort of what you got to do and, and um, the little secrets. So that for sure makes it easier um, to sort of have that knowledge to rely on. Um, but as such for, for Brenton and Stephen, you know, they've been huge in, in my career so far and, and especially, uh, you know, um, bringing me into the main game as such um, has been incredible. Um, and they're, they're so knowledgeable through, through, for, you know, business terms as well as um, owning a racing team. They, they do it properly and, and they spend the money where they need to and they hire the right people. So it's it's amazing to to have sort of two bosses like that that are as passionate as they are. So You've worked with Earl Bamber overseas and had a taste of the, you know, the international scene. What is it about supercars and, and Australian racing that has uh, attracted you to it? Um, I think that, you know, the whole thing with supercars is that it's just such hard racing. Like, I don't think um, it sort of gets the, the kudos it deserves. Um, you know, like, when, when, when you go out there and, and you, you're qualifying, like, the, the gaps are so close and everyone is just so, so on it. Like, they're all, we're all driving 110%, so it's... It's so hard, and and 
you know when when you finally do well and you you get the results you wanted it's so rewarding um for everyone not not just yourself but the whole team and that so i think i really like just the challenge it brings um and you know the hard work it, it requires um but you know the overseas racing is still really cool um you know i've enjoyed all the gt stuff i've done over the last sort of two years um but yeah the supercar stuff like i, I quite like the whole um sort of living in australia thing is, is really cool like i've sort of made myself at home here um, up in the gold coast so that also does come with its perks so yeah <laughs> And from this weekend, what is the the one thing you take out of it and move forward with? Um, it's probably just uh, oh, I don't know. It's it's hard. There's so many things that I took from it, but probably just you know conserving your energy and then making sure that you have you have enough left in the tank to survive two big races over the whole weekend, which was. I definitely found out after Saturday, you know, Saturday's race that, Jesus, this is um, that's a bloody long way doing 95 laps. So that was um, that was hard, hard work. But um, as well as you know, just taking the time to you know thank everyone for for their efforts over the last sort of three months as well. You know, everyone's been working so hard with these new cars, and um, I don't think you know the crews and 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 the uh, and their families and that sort of realise how um, or people don't sort of thank them enough for, for the work they've done. So that was definitely um, something that I made sure I was doing. So, did you have you ever raced a race as long as that before? Ninety five laps and uh, what was it? Two hundred and fifty kilometres. Um, I I haven't done the math, but I think I have done a longer uh, a longer stint than that before in a, in a GT race. I think I've done um, – no, I don't think I've done more laps than that in, in one go, but uh, the time in the car has probably been a little bit longer, but that's definitely the longest race, you know, single race that I've done myself, so, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, Matt, but your teammate, and he wasn't throwing you under a bus, so to speak, but he did talk in the press conference about a problem you had in uh, race two. You were very glad that a red flag came out because you had some clean-up to do in aisle three. Um, yeah, obviously that's that's pretty funny, but um, yeah, I think I just got a bit of food poisoning from the day before, so... It wasn't ideal, especially when you're you're starting a big race, and obviously you get a little bit nervous. So, um, yeah, I felt sorry for the boys who had to sort of work and clean it up. But um, yeah, like luckily we had that red flag, so I could get myself sorted. So yeah. Well, we're we're very glad for that. We'll certainly not leave it on that note. There's some famous stories historically about Bathurst and other endurance races around the world where drivers, well, sometimes they drink too much liquid and they've got to sort of believe themselves have been known to how come the seat's wet says one driver getting in yes it's not that that i think that's a bit far-fetched i don't think i could do that actually but yeah no it was and at least it was your car so but thank you very much matt we look forward to catching up and i'll be there at the grand prix look forward to meeting you in person and getting your story from that weekend of your time around there. You've driven, of course, at the Grand Prix, haven't you, in Career Cup? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh. Okay. I haven't, actually, no. I did. I missed out on it because, um, obviously, there was COVID, so 
they uh, they didn't race in 2021 when I did Carrera Cup, so no, I haven't driven there yet. Um, but I've done plenty of laps on the uh, on the simulator, so I definitely know the track. <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy the big wide open spaces of Albert Park in comparison. Your debut at Newcastle, Matt Payne of Grove Racing. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to meeting you at uh, Albert Park. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.